Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. There are four characters in the narratives of pretty much every story. The hero, the victim, 
the villain, and the love interest. What's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. Very excited for today's guest on the show, my great friend, Jerome Myers. And I'm excited for him particularly to come on and share his story of just understanding the baseline of what I just laid out and applying that to your life. Now, I know that probably doesn't make sense to you right now, and that's why you're going to want to listen to this episode, but Jerome's story is incredible. These different aspects and areas of his life in which he's been challenged, in which he's been faced with hard choices, in which he's had to literally put himself back together again after being a head-on accident with a dump truck, breaking both of his legs and being bedridden for months. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. This is an episode that that I'm going to say is one that you're going to need to listen to more than once, um, especially if you are on the journey, like many of us, to becoming the hero of your own story. And so without further ado, my friends, let's get into the show. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Welcome to the Think Unbroken podcast. I'm your host, Michael Unbroken, and this podcast is about helping trauma survivors let go of the past, overcome their fear, discover their identity, become the hero of their own story, and ultimately to be unbroken. Our goal in company is to bring on guests and experts in the fields of mental, physical, and psychological health to help you overcome the past, to take back your power. And in this podcast, we are unedited and unfiltered, and we're going to give it to you real so that you can start to create massive change in your life. If you're curious about learning more outside the podcast, you can get a free copy of my book, Think Unbroken, at book.thinkunbroken.com. That's book.thinkunbroken.com, where you can get a copy of my number one bestselling book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma. The most important thing that you can ever do, my friends, is show up for yourself, and that's where you are today, and I appreciate you. I have massive gratitude for you, and without further ado, let's get into the show. We'll be right back to the show, but before we do, I want to take a moment and tell you about my new book, Unbroken Man, A Man's Guide to Being the Hero of Their Own Story. I sat down a few months ago and realized that there are so many men in the world that need guidance, that need support, that need to learn about trauma, removing themselves from toxic masculinity, breaking down the barriers to vulnerability, getting unstuck, and ultimately learning the tools to become the hero of their own story. Unbroken Man is available for pre-order right now if you go to men.thinkunbroken.com where you'll also get access to over $1,000 in bonuses, including the six-week in-depth trauma healing coaching app, which you'll get instant access to. I created Unbroken Man to be accessible to everyone around the world, but it is written for men from the guise of a man, and I hope that you will find it to be a practical tool on your healing journey in the same way that thousands of men around the world have. So check out men thinkunbroken.com to pre-order and until next time be unbroken hey what's up unbroken nation hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today i'm very excited to be back with you with another episode with my friend and guest jerome myers who's a developer of people and places and he is the founder and chief inspiration officer of dream catchers jerome my man how are you what is happening in your world today Michael, I'm amazing, man. What's happening? I get to spend time with amaz- an amazing person. I was going to say amazing people, but an amazing person. And I'm super grateful for the opportunity to share with you and your audience today, man. Thanks for having me. 
Well, I appreciate that. I assure you, my friend, the honor is all mine. So for those of you, for those who do not know you, I should say, tell us a little about your story, your journey, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, man, I'm a corporate America dropout. So I had the good fortune of building a $20 million division for a Fortune 550 in my last corporate role. I was employee number two on January 13th. And by the end of September, we had about 175 folks on my team. And then on December 24th at 4.55, I get a phone call and it goes something like this. Hey, Jerome, I know you and I have been going back and forth for a while, but I made a decision. Okay, so what you got, man? Uh, We're going to lay about half of them off. What do you mean? No, we're going to lay half the folks off. Why are you asking me what I mean? You and I have been talking about this for a few weeks. Yeah, that's not the right answer. We, We need to figure out something else. We just made $6 million in profit. Like, We've got to figure something else out for these folks. They, they've sacrificed in a bunch of different ways. Yeah, Jerome, I didn't call it a debate with you. I'm calling to inform you of a decision that has been made. Now, you can participate or not. That's up to you, but that's what's going to happen. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but we're not making the right decision. Look, Jerome, it's 4.59 on Christmas Eve. I'm going to go spend the rest of the, the year with my family. I'll talk to you next year. And then the three boops that every iPhone user dreads when they're in the middle of an important conversation happen. And I realized that the call didn't drop. I was hung up on. And it was there that I realized that I was going to have to do something that I did not want to do. And I also realized that this was going to be a transformational moment for me. And so I didn't sleep. I didn't eat. And I did all I could to figure out how to make that experience as objective as possible, right? I I hear the stories about people who get laid off and it's like, oh, the guy just didn't like me or this, this, that, or the third. So all the performance metrics I could come up with to come up with a way to make sure that we had the right people to hang out with us in the year going forward were pulled out. Really tough discussions were had. And what I found in the end was we did have some people who should have been laid off anyway because they weren't key contributors. We weren't looking hard enough, but we really did end up losing some really amazing folks in that transition. And so what I promised myself was I would never do that again. I would never be the guy that was the ax man. And the part that really rubbed me the wrong way was the guy that gave me that phone call. I talked to him every other week and I saw him once a quarter. I was the person that was operating that business, but I wasn't actually in control. The buck didn't stop with me. Somebody else had control over my business unit. And that rubbed me the wrong way. We put Humpty Dumpty back together again, and we made another run the next year. And again, we hit another 20 million, another 30% profit margin. But this time, it was a couple of days before Thanksgiving when I stand up in front of my team and I say, hey, don't spend all of your money on Black Friday. I'm not sure what's going to happen between now and the end of the year. And I just wanted to make sure you have some runway in case something does. And it was in that moment that I felt like I lost all of my credibility as a leader. It was in that moment that I realized, wait, I have a choice, right? I may not be in control of the situation, but I have a choice in whether or not I participate in executing what somebody else wants me to do. And when I realized I had a choice, I decided that I was a dropout. So I left corporate, jumped into real estate, 
I'll save you the details of that because that's not what this show is about. But I spent a lot of time talking real estate and teaching real estate. And then what I realized being in real estate was that I was a lone wolf. I, I really missed the opportunity to help develop people. I really missed the opportunity to help people see what was possible in their life. So I made a hard pivot and started doing some coaching for entrepreneurs and people who wanted to leave corporate America and some leadership development for some of the largest companies in the country. It's powerful, man. You know, I, a couple of things come to mind immediately as one, as someone who worked for a fortune 10 company at a very young age, like corporations do not care about you. Like, and that's, that's the hard truth. I mean, there's few and far in between, but when you get in that top 550, that top 100, that top 10, it's all about profit. It is not about people. And that's probably one of the more devastating realities uh, about, about the human experience. If you choose to work in a corporate environment in America, especially what I want to do, however, is I, I want to rewind a little bit. I want to know about your your journey to get to that place because, you know, I think from a contextual standpoint, I mean, you know, people will hear someone who has a story. They're like, oh, man, you're in this amazing leadership place. You're running this team. You've got 30% profit margins. You're making $20 million. Like, great. But what was the journey to get there, Jerome? What was that like for you? Because I, I think that, unfortunately, one of the things – and in, in my thoughts about leadership is often we see the leader when they're at the top and we don't really see the climb and what that looks like to actually get to that place. So what, tell me a little bit about like what it was like for you, not only necessarily growing up, but just learning, developing, understanding, making mistakes, facing failures. And ultimately what I think you, you laid a, a beautiful track on is making choices. Talk to us about your journey. Yeah, if if I back all the way up to, you know, growing up, you know, I'm the son of a soldier and a stay-at-home mom. And, you know, while we didn't have everything, we had a lot, man. I, I don't have the struggle and strife story and the trauma that a lot of people have because my, my upbringing was very, very, uh, I'll call it sheltered. My, my dad, like... My my complaint is my dad jumped out of airplanes for extra 200 bucks a month so that he could help me get the cleats or we could go out to dinner, right? Like that's my complaint. My dad would stay at work late or go super early so that he could go make that extra money so we could do the thing. And the backside of that for me as an adult was seeing the arthritis that came from putting that type of stress on his body and seeing my hero somebody who I thought was Superman, a guy who could jump out of an airplane, go to someone who was very uncomfortable moving from a sitting position to a standing position and deciding not to sit down because it was going to be so painful to get back up whenever he decided that he wanted to move from that place. I played sports, you know, I played sports through, I played football through college, um, had a two full scholarships when I went to university and it wasn't because I knew what I was doing. It was because my mom was there to pay attention to me and make sure that I submitted the applications and that I was doing the studies that I was supposed to be doing. Um, got the engineering degree, man. And, you know, I had a choice. Was it, do you go do your PhD or do you start working and 
what I realized is, man, I, I wanted to make money. I, I wanted to start earning. And so I jumped into corporate and started on that progression that ended with kind of the end of the story that we gave the listeners in the beginning. But for me, like I learned so many lessons from sports. That's where outside of the example and the role model that I had in my father, that's where I learned about leadership and being somebody of character and integrity and knowing what is what happens when you don't fulfill your commitments. And, you know, it's funny. I say all of that. And now when I think about sports, I go to this place where I'm in the eighth grade and I promise a teammate of mine that we were going to go to a football game that Friday night, high school football game. We're getting ready to go to the high school. So we, it was a big deal to go to the high school football game on a Friday night. And I didn't call that guy. And he got into some alcohol that evening and he found a gun and they played Russian roulette that night and he lost. And so I get the phone call the next day that says, Hey, he's gone. And I'm like, what do you mean he's gone? He's dead. Like he's not here anymore. And I have to live with the fact that I didn't make that phone call to let him know that we were leaving so that we could pick him up to take him to the game with us. And maybe just maybe he'd still be walking this earth. Had I done my part and kept my word to a person who I appreciated because we went to school together from elementary school all the way through that point of life. Um, so, you know, I, I carry that, I carry that burden, man. I, your word means everything. It, it really does. And right or wrong, people die, at least in my world, if you don't, if you don't keep your word. Yeah, it's powerful, man. And, you know, I, I actually resonate with that with that a ton, you know, my, as the unbroken nation audience knows, you know, my three childhood best friends were murdered and no bullshit. <laughs> the only reason I'm here right now is because I said, I, I didn't follow through on those promises to like show up or do the thing. And that's like this really odd, stra strange juxtaposition of, of the world and the choices and decisions that we make. But as I've gotten older, you know, I think about the idea of, you know, what if I would have said yes? What if I would have been in that situation with them? Maybe I wouldn't be here. And, you know, it's the, those burdens. Like I try to think about them like like bricks in a backpack. And if I can let them go, not that they don't carry weight, but if I can just sit them down and just like keep moving through life, you know, there there's this tremendous weight that is relieved from us. When you're in this journey, and, and I think you, you pointed to something that for me holds so incredibly true, that's so profound that I do not think people really understand is the power of keeping your word. You know, I, I had a moment in my life where I had to recognize that I could not negotiate with myself any longer because I was, I was not keeping my word. I was not being a man of character. And, and for me, that was both inspiring and like earth shattering at the same time. Cause it's like, Oh shit, I don't know how to do this. And one of the things that I've, I've seen in my life now being a coach and being someone who speaks on stages and leadership and having teams and things like this is, you know, there's always that person that we see where it's like, man, if you just listen to this one thing that I'm telling you, everything about everything for you could be different. 
And so what I'm curious about in this moment is, Jerome, as you're with people, as you're teaching people about leadership, as you're coaching people and talking to these businesses, what is it that you think is kind of, for lack of a better term, the chasm? What is that gap that people must cross in order to step into what's next into their life? Being honest with themselves. So many people romanticize their current situation. They they believe that their future is happening right now, even though they haven't done the things they need to do in order to have what they want. So many people believe that they're great just because they show up. But that's not true. Like, you're not your best self right now. And if you don't have something that you want, it's because you haven't become the person that does the things to have that thing. And people get really upset when that starts to sink in because they know it's true. And if you've got this thing in your world that you desire and you won't tell anybody about it, it's because you're scared that they're going to say to you, well, how are you going to do that? You don't do the stuff that's necessary in order for you to have that. But the moment that you get bold and you're willing to say, hey, this is what I do, this is who I am, and this is what I want, and then your actions line up with that so that you're in coherence, that's when life starts to change. I wrote this note down. It said, imagine who you could be and aim towards that. And I I think, let me rephrase that. I know one of the most difficult aspects of what you just laid out is people have no idea what they want. They have no idea who they want to be, how they want to be, how they want to show up in the world. And so my question to you would be, all right, great. You laid out this framework. I can kind of conceptualize this idea of what that means, but like, how do you actually figure out what you want? So it's, this is funny. Here we go, Michael, and I, I think you'll follow me on this. But what if you did know? What would it be? You you say that you don't know. You say that you don't know, but what if you did know? What would the answer be? If you suspended disbelief and you accepted that anything is possible for you, what would it be? See, people get to the space of they don't know what they want because they're convinced that they need to be practical. They need to do things that are reasonable. And that drives them to this place of mediocrity. And that mediocrity puts them in the box because they don't want to be there. They want to be over here, but they don't believe that they can go over there. So they won't, they shut their mind down to the possibility of. But if you did know, and there were no limitations, what would it be? And that's when the answer starts to come. You don't have to figure out how right now. Just if you did know and there was no disbelief in you, what would it be? Take the the clamps off. Take your foot off the brake and just let it flow. A lot of times people turn on the radio, they turn on the TV because they need to drown out the voices in their head. They don't want to hear that. The quiet is deafening for them until you actually get that stuff under control and you're actually using that as 
source as guidance. It's all inside you. So saying that you don't know is only putting you in a place of not knowing. What if you did know? We'll be right back to this episode of the Think Unbroken podcast in just a moment, but I wanted to invite you to come and join the Think Unbroken Discord community. If you don't know about Discord, it's being built on Web3, which is a platform that we as the users get to own. So no more Instagram or Facebook or algorithms getting in the way of you seeing and, and being a part of content. In the Discord channel, we're going to grow this to hundreds of thousands of community members, hopefully over time, but today it's small, it's close, it's intimate, where you'll be able to get access to live coaching with me, where you'll have chat with the Unbroken Nation community, where you can talk about a range of topics, anywhere from thinking about habits and growth mindset, goals, trauma, recovery, dating, relationships, career, accountability, business, meditation, feedback, and more. And so all you have to do is go to thinkunbroken.com slash discord. That's thinkunbroken.com slash discord. That's D-I-S-C-O-R-D to join the Unbroken Nation community. What kind of role has that played in your life? (laughs) The moment that I realized that dreams should be real was the moment that I decided that I could do anything right david goggins talks about doing the math right so everything breaks down into a math problem at some point when you start doing the math whether it's i got to figure out how to pay for this or how long it's going to take for me to do it or pick whatever else you're actually going to figure out how to get it done But most of the time, we don't go that far. We just say, oh, it's over there. It's a thing. And so I immediately go from this is what I want, general direction, right? You talked about aiming towards it. I call it North Star. Here's the North Star. I'm going to get there. And all I really have to do today is take the next step. And as long as I keep taking steps, I'll make progress towards it. And if I make enough steps, eventually I'll get there. I don't have to get there today. I don't have to get there tomorrow. I might not even get there next year. But if I keep going, then it's going to happen. That's how everything happened. I was never the most talented athlete on the field, but I always ended up being a standout. And it was because I was willing to do whatever it took for however long it took until we got the outcome. There's sacrifice in that, right? You know, I, I think that one of the most important things that's been true of my journey is a willingness to just try shit that seems so insane to people. Like leaving a corporate job. I left a Fortune 10 company making six figures to start a company from zero. I, I left a company that I had built over a decade to one of the biggest companies in, in the state to to move to go on a healing journey i left the comfort of a healing journey to hop on a plane with a one-way ticket to live in 12 different countries and explore what it's like on the other side of that you know what i what i think about literally every single day of my life is people will often tout me as or you may experience this as well as like this fearless person but i'm not 
dude, I'm scared every day. I'm scared I'm going to run out of money, out of time, out of energy, out of podcast guests, out of books to write, out of time at the gym, out of, you know, I, I move through fear every single day. And I think that's the only reason that I'm able to be here. And so, you know, people will hear these ideas and these concepts and I'll even challenge clients sometimes. They'll be like, tell me your dreams. Tell me what you want. And they'll be like, yeah, 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 but, but I don't think I can have it. Well, if you tell yourself you can't have it, I promise you, you're not going to fucking get it. Like I never once in my life ever said I can't have something and then magically it appeared. You know what I mean? Like you've got to be willing to believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, then who will? And so what I, what I want to talk about here as we kind of pivot a little bit is talk to me about fear. Yeah. It gets in the car and it goes anyway, but it's never in the driver's seat. Right. Fear is a, the only way that you can be excited is if there's some fear. It's just a matter of how you channel how you channel it. Think about it like the sunlight, right? You got a micro micro uh, a magnifying glass and you got sunlight. If you aim it in the right thing, you can set something on fire. Fear is the same way. It's all it's omnipresent. It's always there. There's always something to be scared of. But do you let it become a prison for you? Or do you use it as motivation to make sure that you mitigated the risk and then you're doing everything you can in order to make sure that you get to the outcome? If you played sports, you know that if you play scared, if you play in fear, you get hurt every single time. But if you play full out, you can do some things and have impacts that most people would be like, you should have been hurt and you don't. Right. Fear is only there from my perspective to keep you from going back. Mm. Right. It should push you forward. It should not hold you in place. But so many of us allow fear to be a prison. We allow fear to keep us right where we are because we're scared of what's on the other side of that door. The other side of that door could be your freedom. Other side of that door could be your partner for life. Other side of that door could be financial independence. But because you're scared to see what's on the other side of that door, you stay right there in a prison that you created for yourself. Because while the danger may exist, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen to you. And if you're aware of it before you get in a situation where it could happen to you, likely you can mitigate that risk by putting something in place to reduce the risk and then you can do what you want to do kind of carefree. I fully subscribe to that. Like the mitigation of risk to me is everything. Um, as someone who comes from chaos, who is willing to step into chaos quite frequently, to be honest with you, in that I want to live my life in a certain way, I'm always, I'm always assessing risk first. But what I do with it that I, I think that most people do not when they assess risk, I look at it, I go, cool, that's all the stuff I need to make sure I avoid. Here's all the other things that I'm going to move towards, right? And it's about being solution-oriented, right? It's about looking for, um, one of my friends wrote a really incredible book called The Third Door. 
And it's about looking for the other opportunities. It's about looking for solutions. It's about putting yourself, you know, in this position to ultimately say, yes, I have assessed the fear of the reality of quitting the job. But at some point, the like the pain of the continuation of being in the job, in the relationship, in the friendship, in the whatever, it's going to outweigh the benefit of like getting away from it. And I think that's one of the best things that you can do. And and my friend Alex Bananian, who wrote The Third Door, he and I were talking a few years ago. And and I was like, talk to me about your mindset about this idea of like attacking life and looking for opportunity. And that conversation kind of changed things for me forever because it was like, wow, the the reality is I'm only ever looking for the negative. He's only ever looking for the positive. And I was like, wait a second, you got to swing that pendulum. So as you're in this and you're in your life, Jerome, and you're looking towards what's next, how do you kind of lay the track for moving towards who you want to be? Like, what does that journey look like for you? Yeah, I I believe that at the end of this thing, there's, you get introduced to the person that you could have become, right? And it's my ambition to be better than the person that I get introduced to. Right. I, I want to have more achievements and accomplishments than what the model for my life was. And so as I think about where I am and how I am, I question whether or not that's optimal. Like, Am I really getting all that I can out of this guy and this time? So I was in a head-on accident with a dump truck, right? Trapped in the car for a little over an hour, jaws of life to get me out. Broke both of my femurs, kneecap, medevaced to a hospital, ICU for multiple days, then in the hospital for days after that, then in a wheelchair, then have to learn how to walk, all these things. I looked deaf in the face. In fact, somebody that was at the accident scene told me that I was dead when I asked to use their phone to call somebody to come help me. And that changed my life. Because I realized that in the snap of a finger, it could all be over. And so I do everything I can to live every day as if this would be the last one. I had a buddy of mine die when he was 30. Didn't have a medical condition, but died. And the question was, well, if this person died, one of the best people I know pound for pound on the face of the planet. How can I possibly still be here? Why, why, why do I still have breath? And so every day I ask myself, did I earn the breath that I was able to breathe today? And as long as I keep that as my yardstick, on whether or not I'm performing or not, I end up in a pretty cool spot. I end up in a pretty cool spot. I got the chills hearing you say that because I I think about that all the, dude, it's crazy. It's like you're in my brain for a moment because I'm like, you, you know, people think that this, and yes, life is a gift. And yes, many of us did not sign up for half the shit that we go through. But there's still like this beauty in all this chaos. Like if you're willing to acknowledge, like I'm going to work to be the person that I want to be, 
oh my God, it's incredible what can happen. I mean, you look at your life and, you know, by, by any means, you are more than allotted after this accident to just blame the world, to never get up, to never go through the effort of learning to walk again, to lay in bed, to collect your social security, to, you know, turn into an alcoholic, all of the, the darkness that's on the other side of an experience like that. And you chose differently. And I think if anything, that's what I want people to take away from this is just understanding choice, understanding decision. Like you have the ability, it's right here. Everything that you want, you can have, but you've got to be willing to grab it. You have to be willing to take it. You've got to earn those breaths. Cause like you, I think about it same. Like, I don't want to be on my deathbed watching a movie about some other dude. Like that terrifies me. The most scary thing in my life is that. And so it's like, be willing to face the fear, be willing to step into the unknown, be willing to show up for yourself and say, this is who I am. This is what I want and go for it. Cause I imagine now, I don't know. This has never happened to me, Jerome. I would imagine the physical therapy after that experience was probably the worst shit of your life. Right? So here's the thing, man. I can't take anything that ends in the in, Right. So, and I found that out because I took some and I'm sitting on the couch and it felt like my legs were on fire and I'm asleep. I'm hallucinating in my sleep. And so I had this job where I was doing modeling on the computer. And so every time I made a mistake, I would get shocked and it was like fire running through both of my legs. It was my nerves coming back to life, but the reaction with the narcotics that I was taking in order to reduce the pain gave me a totally different experience in this dream. I was like, what am I doing? Because all I wanted to do, man, all I wanted to do was walk again. And you know, you you talked about this thing, and I, I don't want people to miss it. The thing either happened to you or it happened for you. You get to choose. You can be a victim or you can be the hero, right? There's four piece, four main characters in every story: the victim, the hero the villain and the love interest be your love interest, right? That person that you're supposed to become fall in love with that person, be obsessed with that person and then do everything you can as the hero to get to them, get to them, overcome the villains, right? Overcome the villains. And then eventually you have somebody like Michael that comes into your world to be your guide. They help you put together the plan to go from where you are to where you want to go and then hold you accountable to that plan because it may be easier for you to just sit in a wheelchair or do whatever. But yeah, man, it, it was painful, but I was in love with the guy on the other side of that, the guy who could go to the football field and so into young people because I had a few months off of work and all they wanted from coach Myers was for him to stand up because he was the cool guy who had a motorcycle and he showed up and he inspired all of them to be able to do a little bit more than what they'd seen. But he was now the guy in the wheelchair and people looked at him cause they couldn't figure out what was wrong or what happened. That was what was on the other side of the therapy. That's why I went through it because I knew it was my way to become the love interest that I've fallen in love with. It's profound, man. Even as I'm sitting here, I'm like, 
am I like real time? I'm questioning myself. I'm like, am I in love with myself enough to go to the next level? So I, I'm going to do some pondering because I think that's a really profound, profound, possibly life changing question. Jerome, my friend, this conversation has just been freaking awesome. Um, I love it, dude. Before I ask you my last question, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, JeromeMyers.co. Everything is there. You can find all the social media. You can find all our free resources and guides. And, you know, we got this mastermind jumping off in a couple of weeks. And, you know, just grateful for the folks that have interest in being connected with some of the coolest people that I've ever met on the face of the planet, gathering together four times a year to help each other go to the next level. And the requirement to be in that room is to be willing to be vulnerable and ask other people the questions that you've been asking yourself that you're scared to let other people know that you're questioning. Sounds unbelievable. And I'll tell you this, I've done masterminds. I'm in one right now. They'll change your life. So we'll put the links in the show notes. Of course, Uh, my last question for you, my friend, what does it mean to you to be unbroken? Michael, so you don't know this. I've been holding out on you, my brother. Uh, when I first saw you about 18 months ago, I was like, what's this, what's this guy mean unbroken? So across my shoulders, I've got a tattoo that says unbreakable. Mm. Right? I got it in college after I broke my ankle, after I finally broke into the starting lineup. And I was like, man, I, I, I got to keep going. I, I can't give up. And so... For me, being unbroken means being willing to get up over and over and over again. There is no such thing as failure unless you quit. And I've always been the guy that's been unwilling to quit. I've called it a relentless pursuit, right? I'm the one who knows that I can persist through whatever is put in front of me. And so for me, that's what unbroken is. It's the willingness to never give up. Beautifully said, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see ya. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know what you think. Please do me a favor and review, rate, and share the episode with three friends on social media today. It would mean the world if you did, because ultimately at the end of the day, creating community and connection is how we heal generational trauma in the world. And I need your help to do that Unbroken Nation. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, please like comment, share, review. I want to know not only what you like about the show, but how I can make the show better, how I can make this further about helping you on your healing journey. So do me a favor. And when you do shoot me a screenshot of you making the review to my DM at Michael Unbroken on Instagram so that I can have a conversation with you, say hi, and more importantly, so I can share it with the Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much, my friend. 
We'll be right back, but I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about the Think Unbroken six-week trauma healing coaching program. If you go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com, you can sign up for the six-week daily Think Unbroken Trauma Healing Coaching Program. In this program, we're going to go over the six principles of healing trauma, adaptation, understanding the impacts of trauma, how to become the hero of your own story, what to do next, and ultimately what it means to be unbroken. For more information about this six-week coaching program, which you can download as an app on your phone and take with you everywhere, no matter where you are in the world, it's interactive. It's built about giving you practical tools that you can use in real time. And if you're ready for what's next in your life, go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Again, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.